Hey, welcome to another in our MarTech interview series. Question for you, how are digital marketers adapting to marketing technology in 2018? My friend Tom Cassano has a podcast called Sure Oak. On the podcast, Tom interviews leading digital marketers like Scott Brinker, Jay Bear, Rand Fishkin, and many more. Check out the Sure Oak podcast and subscribe to hear from the top thought leaders in digital marketing today. It's spelled S-U-R-E and Oak, just like an oak tree. The Sure Oak Podcast. Go check them out while you're listening. This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr. We missed uh, me for a while. Uh, I apologize. I haven't been doing the MarTech interviews too regularly, and uh, I promise to get back on track. And today's special because I actually have someone in the studio again, which is fantastic. Uh, Paul Mealy. Paul, welcome. Why, thank you, Doug. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And uh, and Paul uh, had a publicist reach out to me and said that Paul was uh, writing VR and AR for dummies. And he happened to mention that you were from Indianapolis. And I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> another another treasure here in Indianapolis that I, that I didn't realize existed. So uh, wonderful to have you on the show and glad, glad to have another Indy native here. Yeah, no, it's good to be here. Uh, just like we were talking about. Um, yeah, we have a, there's a number of talents in Indy that are all kind of spread out and it's good to kind of try and get them all together in the yeah. same group. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Paul, tell everybody about your uh, the agency that you work for and, and kind of give your background. Sure. I work for POP, an agency in Seattle, and I am the director of interactive there. So as director of interactive, I kind of do a little bit of everything. I oversee our, you know, our mobile devs, our web devs, our game devs, our VR devs, our AR devs. Um, so I kind of get to touch all types of projects uh, that we bring in the door. Um, and since we're, you know, we're an interactive agency, we do work for any number of companies and, and any number of digital experiences. So, you know, large scale touchscreens, uh, VR experiences, AR experiences, websites, pretty much a little bit of everything uh, for any types of companies, but especially, you know, the Fortune 500, Fortune 100 groups. That's awesome. And I, and I love that you're working for an agency and you wrote this book too. <laughs> Just because that, I think it gives a different angle on things that than uh, just gaming, right? It's it's not just that; it's the the interactive media, you know, exposure that we can get out of these platforms. No, definitely, and I, you know, I think that's one of the big things, right? Is like VR; it has a really big gaming following, gaming group, and that's you know, I think people look at it and they, that's all they see right now. Um, but it's definitely starting to leak into other parts, you know, whether it's, you know, for entertainment or whether it's for advertising or whether it's, you know, there's a lot of AR experiences on like the medical world, yeah. uh, architecture world. I mean, it, they're kind of spreading out all over and they're going to get more and more prevalent. So it's good to, you know, kind of bring that viewpoint of, hey, this is where all of these things are headed yeah. outside of just gaming. Right. And, and I was one of those people. I was one of those naysayers. You know, I, I always tell people I'm not a futurist, so don't listen to me for that <laughs> stuff. Um, but but I was thinking the same thing. You know, I think I probably have articles on my blog where I talked about, you know, AR is where it's all at. VR, blah. <laughs> you know, nothing <laughs> happening there. 
And now, you know, here it is, you know, however many years later, and I just go, holy smokes. Oh, yeah. Like, both of these are opening doors that we had never, ever realized before. Yeah, and it's, you know, writing a book like this is, is really difficult. Or I, I think it's really difficult because there's the potential just to, you know, in two years down the road, I'm just going to look really silly when yeah. when people look back at it and they say, oh, that's not where, you know, that's not what happened. Like, what were you talking <laughs> yeah. about? You're, you're an idiot. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's definitely a lot of, you know, I don't think anyone really knows where things are going. Even the people, you know, even Microsoft, who's building the HoloLens, yeah. like, they don't know where things are going. They, they have no idea. They're kind of throwing stuff at the wall and seeing where seeing what sticks. Um, but I mean, that's what makes this makes it an interesting field, right? It's yeah. like nobody knows where it's going. Everybody's kind of trying to do their own thing and just seeing what works and refining from there. Yeah. Um, for for the layman uh, listening, uh, we have we do have a portion of the audience that are, are typically, you know, small business or entrepreneurial who may not even understand the nuances of the difference between VR and AR. Um, they hear both of them and probably interchange them. Um, VR, uh, well, I'll let you explain it, but you know, what do you, what do you, uh, how do you define the differences between the two? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so one of the things we actually talked about when I was writing the book was calling the whole thing mixed reality, which is kind of a term that, you yeah. know, uh, the industry is heading towards is just a blanket term for everything. Like mixed reality can encompass VR, it can encompass AR. Um, but there was also the thought that, you know, since this was for more of a beginner type audience, like if, if, we, if we were to call it mixed reality, no one would know what we were talking about. Right. Um, so virtual reality, and, and I talk about it a little bit in the book, virtual reality is basically, you know, enclosed experiences where you put your headset on, you're, you know, for, for lack of a better term, you're kind of locked away from the rest of the world. Uh, you're in a total virtual world. Uh, augmented reality is a little bit different in that it's taking, you know, bits of the reality around you um, and augmenting that, which sounds silly when I say it like that, yeah. but, but that's what it's doing. Um, and so that can be in any number of ways. The way we're seeing it the most right now is, you know, you put on a headset and, and you can actually see through the headset. So the, the lenses on the front are transparent. Um, and then you're getting 3D graphics kind of superimposed within your environment as if they lived in that same room with you. Um, and so that's how you're seeing a lot of augmented reality experiences. But honestly, that term is, is even broader than that and, and can encompass things like uh, projection mapping where you know, if we're in this room and someone were to project something to make it look like there were things on there, on the table, like that's another way of augmenting your reality. Same thing with audio. So like, projection mapping, for instance, is uh, some of the furniture stores and, and dealers are getting into building mobile apps where you can test the couch and see how it looks in your living room kind of thing. Right? Yeah, so that's, that's a little different, but no, that's a, that's a good point too. Okay. Yeah, so totally using, using a mobile app and like pointing it at your environment and kind of viewing into, you're viewing into the real world. You've got your window into the real world, but you're also kind of superimposing those 3D graphics on there. Like, yeah, that is, that is probably how most people are experiencing augmented reality right now through, you know, their phones. Yeah. Um, that'll probably be how most people, you know, most people's first step into it. Um, but you know, within the book, we talk about like, it's, it's a much bigger field than that. I mean, that's a, that's a great first step and, and hopefully it's kind of wetting people's appetites, but yeah. Um, hopefully it also, you know, people don't kind of think like, oh, that's, that's all AR is. Like right. it's much bigger than it's, that. It's a little more than Pokemon. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> it's much bigger than, you know, Pokemon Go and Pokemon Go, you know, it's kind of a blessing and a curse because, and I mentioned this in the book as well. Um, it's, it's augmented reality but not really so all they really do right. is you know they just kind of they turn on your camera and, and they show a 3d graphic 
not even like in the world. It's just kind of there. There's no contextual relationship yeah, exactly. between the object and where you're at. Right. Yeah. yeah. They don't try and map your environment at all. They don't, they don't try and do anything with that. Um, so, it, so it's a good touch point and it's a good reference because so many people have seen that. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, it's like, yeah, that's not really what it is. But, but it is a good, you know, it's definitely a good starter, kind of a good icebreaker to say, oh, yeah, you know, you've played Pokemon Go, then you have a general idea of what it is. Yeah. Uh, one of the, I think that, uh, I'll give kind of one example of each that I saw recently uh, when I was at Dell Tech World was uh, one was I got to meet uh, Zach Brown, who's the CEO of McLaren. And so from a VR standpoint, they have simulations for car racing. Yeah. And the simulations are so good that they actually utilize the simulation to test. And then they apply those things to the car in yeah. the real world. So, oh, yeah. So that tells you where VR is literally sensitive enough and, and robust enough and enough firepower, you know, now that we, we can do testing you know, that's accurate and then applied to the real world. Yeah. No, no. And it's crazy. I mean, to me, what's craziest is like how quickly that stuff is getting down to the consumer level. I mean, VR has, it's been around for forever. You know, I'm sure everyone, well, maybe not everyone remembers Lawnmower Man, but you know, movies like (laughs) Lawnmower Man were like in the nineties where it's like, yeah, Yeah. Tron. Um, And they used to have these big pods in the arcade where you could, you know, put on your VR helmet, but it was super blocky and just (laughs) like, And then Nintendo came out with a Virtual Boy, and it was like, uh, like VR's had a lot of fits and starts, and like yeah. this, this is finally the time where it feels like, all right, this generation is like, now this is a real thing, and, and you can get consumer grade equipment for you know a relatively cheap price, right? Um, that is just like it just blows away like anything we've seen thus far. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that that's what's most you know interesting to me for sure. Yeah, I think I think um, you know, and now nowadays you can get a, a fairly good laptop with oculus rift you know package the two together and you're you're you know you've got something that's probably at about 70 percent of max power oh yeah you know so you can go all the way up you go get alienware and you know maxed out package or whatever but it's pretty fascinating yeah no no it's great i haven't gotten to the point where uh i've heard i've you know on on forums i've i've heard people talk about this but a lot of people are you know taking their headsets and actually wearing it on planes so like when when they're on the plane, they're like, they're putting it on. And it's like, oh, no, I feel like I'm in a theater. And, and that's how I ride. Wow. <laughs> that's how I, uh, that's how I experience my plane ride. And then I land and I take it off. And I'm like, oh, here, here we are. I, I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I, I, sh- I need to try that out. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Just don't watch a scary <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Movie or game or, or something. Or maybe, you know, maybe that makes it actually feel like you're there once the plane shakes yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, an augmented reality that I, I like to share with people is a company, Dacry, uh, that has the 3D tagging in the world. And and then a, a, a person-to-person communication through their goggles. So, so if you're working on a piece of equipment, you might have someone in, in Brussels helping you fix that piece of equipment you know because they see exactly what you see and, and and everything and then and then and then you can leave tags you know visual tags with hey this filter was changed in 2000 you know 18 or whatever and i and i that one really got to me because i started to think about everybody screaming about uh, you know robots taking over the world and and really that one opens up a a, a skilled workforce to 10 times more jobs. Oh yeah. You know, because now if you can, if you can turn a wrench and you can, you know, and you are, uh, like I said, skilled tradesmen, 
now all of a sudden maybe you do go rebuild an engine or maybe you do fix your you know air compressor or maybe you do you know go work on a building system or whatever and that's that's pretty exciting as well. Yeah, no, uh, HoloLens and Daiquiri, like they're focused on kind of, you know, being able to work from afar and like dialing in a subject matter expert. Yeah. Um, that, that definitely seems like that has a lot of potential Medical there. as well, right? You know, that maybe you ship a lens to a, a community, you know, in the middle of nowhere and, and, and have the doctor remote yeah. helping someone actually do complex surgery yeah i'm not sure how comfortable i'd feel being on, being on the other end of it but but yeah no no it's it's internet's down again <laughs> yeah exactly oh wait a minute um no but yeah i mean just just the idea of that is it is pretty mind-blowing and like you know I, i've seen examples of just just like you the daiquiri headset and, and the microsoft hololens using that with them so building information models okay um where they will map you know the entire space and yeah and they'll they'll say oh yeah here you know here's where our pipe setup should be here's where you need to go or you need to go over and fix this elevator here's the pieces you need to change yeah and the person's just changing the you know changing their view in real time it's like oh my gosh like i could go repair elevators if i had that right so. right do you think um i i mean with with that question is this just opening us up to you know from a human creativity standpoint of just really utilizing our creativity a lot more and and you know like robotics robotics are repeating you know taking care of repetitive tasks and you know everything else ai is utilizing back data to predict you know future data and help us make decisions it seems like ar and vr is another one that you know combined with all of those other technologies that man we we could just you know our imagination can go almost anywhere now yeah no it can um i, I mean i kind of look at all technologies that way so yeah. like so yeah, you know, I, I look at AI that way, I look at VR that way, that way, I look at AR that way, like, yeah, how we choose to utilize, you know, we have kind of a ridiculous amount of computing power at our fingertips. Yeah. You know, there's the saying that, you know, our, our phones have more power than it took to get us to the moon the first right, time around. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think there, the potential's there, um, and now it's just a matter of how we use it. Yeah, and let, let's talk about how we use it. Um, you're working for an agency that's obviously in development, you know, with these tools. Um, you know, is it too early for companies to jump in or is this, is this that sweet spot where, you know what, if you take the risk now, it could really pay off for you? That's my, my two cents is yes. I, I think now is like the perfect time to do it. Um, we've had one, essentially one generation of VR devices, and, and we're kind of coming up on, you know, either what you would consider you know, generation and a half or, or generation 2.0 within the next year or two. Um, and so it's still, you know, I don't want to call it a niche market because there's millions of users out there, right? right. But, but compared to mobile phones where you have something like 3 billion users, um, you know, VR, AR is a niche market. Um, so if yeah. I, you know, if I were a company and I had money to invest uh, and it, it made sense for my business to kind of head down this path, like, yeah, I, I think it's a perfect time because you get in now, you kind of develop your audience, you see what works, you see what doesn't work. You're going to be that much further ahead than right. somebody that tries to jump in, you know, once the ship has kind of sailed. You're not going to be scrambling to try to save your company from people that have exactly know, are already getting gaining market share with it yeah but i mean there you know it does take a bit of bravery a bit of like you know a bit of like an attitude of like all right you know we're gonna we're gonna see this thing through for the next you know two to three years as as market share kind of grows yeah. because it's not you know it 
it's just not a huge market yet. And, yeah. and because so many companies are releasing different devices that do different things, run, run on different platforms, it's like, it can be kind of difficult to release things that work for everything. Um, and so while people are still figuring that out, you know, you're gonna, you're just gonna have a smaller market for a little bit for the right. next two to three years. And you need to recognize that plan for it and say, Hey, we're, we're putting our stake in the ground. Um, because in three years we're going to be, you know, in this great spot as opposed to waiting for three years and then trying to, you know, trying to go from zero to 90 right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's great advice. Um, within, uh, within your, you know, within your agency, uh, and feel you can tell me I can't talk about it <laughs> or feel free to brag about your clients. Yeah. You know, some of the, what are some of the more interesting marketing related or advertising related, you know, uh, uh, initiatives that you're seeing with VR and AR. That's fair. And I will caveat it with, I can't talk about it. <laughs> so yeah, I will have to, I, I might have to come back to that because I'll have to think about what, what we can talk about. Okay. Um, I, I can't say, yeah, we've done, a number of VR experiences, a number of AR experiences. We're helping some very large companies, large media companies with their VR experiences now, yeah. um, both uh, from a, kind of a general advertising marketing point, as well as from a product development point. Nice. Um, so yeah, let me let me noodle on what we can actually. Yeah, and, and people can of course go to the website too. Tell everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, so the website is uh, www.wearepop. Dot com. Yep. So, and and there's information there too. I have seen uh, since we'll we'll we'll, we'll avoid your clients. Um, I have seen some interesting ones. I have seen like the, uh, you know, the wine bottle labels that come to life. Yeah. You know, with your phone, uh, that that's pretty interesting. You know, and it's sometimes I think it's a little bit quirky just to kind of grab some, you know, uh, some market attention. But it grabbed it. Yeah, you know no, it so, worked, right? So, yeah, so I, I, I can't say that it wasn't a bad thing. It's not, not necessarily going to, you know, make everybody buy more wine or bourbon or something. But it's actually going to get that brand out there and get them known because it's such a new thing that every, you know, every publisher is sharing, you know, about this technology. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a tricky thing about phone-based augmented reality. Um, it's just not the best experience. And, you know, if you're using phone-based augmented reality, like, I think you kind of need to go into that and, and be aware of like, hey, this is not all AR can do. You know, it's, yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of a comparative technology where people will experience it, but they'll experience it at such a basic level that like, you know, if, if you actually use this stuff, you're, you're saying, hey, you know, don't, don't take that as like the only things that this can do, like it can right. do so much more. Um, so on one hand, I'm glad of, you know, I'm glad of the phone-based AR experiences that people are getting. Like, I'm glad that Apple put AR kit in theirs. I'm glad yeah. Google put AR core in their phones. Um, but at the same time, it, it can be a little bit frustrating just thinking that, you know, this is it. Yeah, people people are gonna see people are gonna see Pokemon Go and say, oh yeah, this is kind of cool. Like it's a little little toy. It's like no no no, this is gonna this is gonna kind of rock our worlds in the next ten years um, because it really you know it really does have the potential to. Uh, Tim Cook, who's the CEO of Apple, um, has basically said this has the same potential of what the cell phone has, and like he kind of foresees it taking over cell phone usage. Like yeah. eventually you're just going to put on a pair of glasses and like, it's going to do everything for you. And you're not even going to have a cell phone anymore. Like your glasses right. are going to be your cell phone. It's going to be your AR experience. It's going to be able to augment all these things around you. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's much larger than what you know you can see on your phone. I mean, these devices, and, and it's kind of an engineering marvel what like Apple and Google were able to yeah. do because this this is not what they're built for. You know, these are their phones, right? <laughs> their phones right. with with a camera, and so like it is incredibly impressive that they could do they could make it do these AR things, but that that is not what they're for. So like once people actually start seeing what AR can actually do on a device made for AR, it's like oh okay now now right. I get it. Right, right, yeah. Well, tell us about um, what are people in for when they buy the book? What are, what are, what are you taking them through? You know, what's your uh, table of contents? What are, what are we buying? So when you're buying it, uh, hopefully, you know, I, I kind of wrote it, since it's a For Dummies book, I, I very much wrote it for somebody that has heard of AR, heard of VR, has maybe experienced AR, you know, just through their phone or something like that. Um, but I've kind of tried to take them through a little bit of history of like where these things have come or where they've come from, uh, where things are now. And, you know, again, just like I said, so two years from now, you know, people will read it and say, hey, this isn't what happened. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Um, and it's hard writing a book for this where the technologies are shifting so rapidly, so rapidly that it's yeah. just hard to kind of pin down and say, this is where things are now, because by the time the book releases, it's like, oh, well, well, let me just, uh, here's an addendum. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I did call out where things are now and then made some loose predictions as to, you know, hey, this is where things are probably going. And, and a lot of that is on, you know, based on best guesses, based on where the industry actually seems like it's headed. So, you know, it's it's pretty, we try to keep things general and not too specific, like this is exactly where things are going, but more, hey, this is where it looks like things are going. And, and we wrote it in such a way that, you know, uh, it encompassed, you know, it could speak to consumers that are just interested in, you know, hey, what, what can I be doing? How can I be experiencing this? Yep. Uh, as well as people that actually want to, you know, are like, hey, I want to get involved in building these things. I want to get involved in creating this, like, what can I do? What are the best practices? Um, so I wrote a little bit towards both of those audiences. Nice. And of course, it's a Wiley book. So Dummies Guides, you'll be back for next year rewriting the future chapter. Yeah, yeah, now. exactly. There, so that's the good thing is yeah, they'll have second you, edition. Yeah, they'll have you. They'll have you doing the second and thirds and fourths and fifths edition. That's awesome. And uh, is the book on sale already? It is not on sale yet. It is on for pre-order. And then July 11th, I believe, is the release date. Okay, so everybody needs to put it on pre-order now so that you're a bestseller when it hits. Yeah, right? exactly. Pre-order now. <laughs> yeah. Pick it up July 11th. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time and spending with us. This is... Uh, it's gonna. I can't wait to see the book, and, and I can't wait to read through it. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that there's thousands of resources in it as well. You know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, these fields are they're huge. So you know, I, I am not a, I am not the person that knows everything. There, are, there are tons of tons of yeah. people that know more than I do, and I, I've kind of included some interviews with people that are in the field already. Um, just people that are that are out there, you know, building the actual hardware, building the software, yep. um, just to get their perspective as well. Um, but yeah, there are, there are tons of resources in there. Um, so yeah, definitely read the book, but also make sure you're checking out the, the hundreds of other people that are doing it just as well, if not better than me. And is there, uh, and, and aside from the book, obviously go to wearepop.com to see how, how your agency is uh, doing. Um, is there a place where folks can follow you as well online? Uh, I try and keep a relatively low online profile actually, but, but you can always go to insidedown.com and that's, that is where you will find whatever I have felt, you know, necessary to release into the wild. Fantastic. Well, Paul, thanks so much for joining us. And, and like I said, uh, another great Indianapolis native. So this is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, Doug. This is great.
The MarTech Interviews podcast is recorded at DK New Media's state-of-the-art podcast studio at the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.